0: And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Dallas After Show. What's up, cowboys and cowgirls? Bing is for
1: doing. We're here at AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, covering... Dallas season two, episode fourteen and fifteen, titled "Guilt by Association" and "Legacies." I'm your host AJ Gibson, joined by the lovely Dorinda Barker. How are you, Dorinda? I'm
2: doing great. Hi, guys.
1: So, I have to take a moment. I haven't been able to stop crying all day long. I'm really upset right now. <laughs> Anybody who knows me and watches the show or listens to the show, you guys know what I'm what I'm talking about right now. I'm devastated. The Victoria Principal did not come back. Let's just get it out of the way right now. Yes. I'm devastated. I'm not giving up hope. I think there is a chance she's still alive. It could still come back. Yes. Dallas has done crazier things. An entire season was a dream once. So I mean, yes. I don't believe this death certificate for one moment. Uh, but we're going to talk about that in a minute, Victoria. If you're watching, if you're listening, <laughs> get a hobby. No, but uh, maybe next season. So this episode, these episodes. Let's just call it this episode.
2: I want real quick, I'll tell you this because I just got off the phone with a, a friend of mine, this guy that I know, and I was like, Oh, he's like, What are you doing? I was, I'm going into After Buzz to do the season finale for Dallas. He goes, Dallas, that show's on? I was like, Yes. <sighs> How dare you? He goes, All I can remember, and I said, I have to tell this to AJ, was Victoria, principal in her boobs. She oh, had the best boobs. Everything. Yes. So, he's like, I just loved her. Everything about her, I loved her.
1: So this, this friend of yours was of the homosexual orientation i take no, it straight no guy,
2: straight really? guy wow <laughs> straight guy wow that's impressive
1: <laughs> he remembered her from back in the 80s yes
2: and then he brought in basketball as the male version the had to backtrack of yeah so poppers had to back it <laughs> up a little bit game.
1: <laughs> got it big laker game tonight yes
2: yeah, very big the
1: playoffs <laughs> kind of cool so no i mean this show is just absurd it's so crazy. I don't I can't believe that we're at the end of season 2 already. Um we haven't officially been picked up for season 3. However, Patrick Duffy did say in an interview just this week that uh it is picked up for season 3. They just TNT hasn't announced it yet. Yes. So I I retweeted that the other day and then went back and reread the article and it doesn't officially say it. So we'll see.
2: I think it will. I mean, the ratings were so good this year. Yeah. And they were better than last year's, they, right? They, 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 they were, like, they neck buried. and neck. They varied. Every um, so often.
1: I think on average they could have been down a little bit. I know that their uh, JR, JR's funeral episode was their biggest episode of the season. Um, but... If they were down a little bit, they were up against tough competition. They were they were on in the summer last year, Yes. and, and in his, his interview, he said that it's most likely they'd bring them back in summer of two thousand fourteen, which means we'd have to wait over a year for it to come back, which breaks my oh, heart.
2: Oh, this is not good. But for
1: the longevity of the show, it could yeah, be a good idea. Well,
2: it makes more sense. And then you, they were on, they changed, and they changed the day. Yeah. You, th- listen.
1: Yeah. And they had to rewrite this entire season midway through it, yes. and. It, it, they didn't really get a break from season one to season two because it was such a big ratings, you know, mm-hmm. gold mine for TNT. They just went right into season two production, yes. and I think they also they also probably knew they didn't have a lot of time with Larry Hagman, so they wanted to get right to it. And I'm sure he did as well. Yeah. Um. And thank God mm-hmm. they did. Uh. So so fingers crossed that we do get an official announcement someday soon. Um. But until then, I'll just hold out hope for season three and Victoria Principal's dramatic return. So. <laughs> Tonight, we're going, to talk, we're going to talk about topics. We're going to be all over the place because it's a lot to cover. Yeah, um, a so, two-hour show, yeah, in an, yeah. an hour exactly. show. Exactly. Yeah. So as opposed to going chronologically, necessarily, we're going to talk about some topics in yes. general. And our first one is Paris and Christopher and Elena's trip to Paris. Obviously, they go there. Not Paris. Was it Paris? Yeah. Zurich. 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 Okay. Can I just make this comment? I wrote down Paris, and the entire time I watched it, it looked like they were in a Parisian hotel.
2: Yeah. Did you not, did you not did,
1: get the same feeling?
2: Yeah, I, I did. I, I, the whole time until the, he said something about Zurich in the episode, yeah. and I, that was way into the episode. So I thought they were in Paris. The
1: set looked very Parisian. Yes. I love how I wrote that down too. So Zurich. Um, so they go to look for um, to look for Pam. Pam's still alive, they think. They find out that there have been withdrawals from a bank account. Um, So they go to find her because he wants to get um, either confirmation that she is alive or a death certificate so that he can take over one-third of of, uh, Barnes Global. So Elena goes with him. And the very beginning of the episode, um, they're kind of talking about how nervous he is and and, and whatnot. And um, she's on – he's actually in the other room for a moment and she's on her phone and she's on the phone with Drew, her brother. Because he has got a phone that can only apparently call her phone, um, so she's talking to him, and then Christopher comes back in the room. She hurries up, and hides her phone. They're talking. He's nervous. She says, "Look, you have to know. You have to find out. Go find your mother. You know, I'm here for you. Whatever." So he goes and looks for Pam, right? Because they have the the video footage of her, yes. a chin. A chin and a fabulous hat.
2: That hat was amazing.
1: Not quite amazing enough for Victoria Principal, so I still whatever. Love the hat. But the hat was pretty amazing. So, but they're not really sure that's her. So he's going to find out for sure. So he gets to this house, right? Knocks on the door. Man answers the door, and he says to him, "I'm Christopher Ewing." The man just looks like he's seen a ghost. Oh yeah. And he's just he's stern, but he looks kind of terrified. Um, and Christopher's like, "Where's my mom?" Christopher, your mom, your mother's not here. Where's my mom? Goes on and on and on. And eventually he hears something. Christopher does. It sounds like somebody, like pots and pans or something. Um, so Christopher just pushes him to the side, runs up a couple flights of stairs. Those stairs were kind of incredible, by the way. Uh, that,
2: that whole yeah. situation. Beautiful. was like, Yes,
1: incredible. Well, when, when Cliff Barnes is paying you off monthly.
2: Exactly. I, In, can, I mean, those little stipends were yeah, nice.
1: Not too bad. Yeah. So Christopher runs upstairs. Um, and he, there's a woman with her back to him and I'm like this is it this is it she turns around it's not Victoria Principal and my first gut reaction was oh my god because the way they looked at each other for a moment the way she looked I, at him I was like if they recast her and this is the new Pam I'm going to lose my mind what did you think?
2: I thought that they knew each other I didn't think it was Pam but I was thinking maybe it would have been like a grandmother or, uh, or a nanny, a nanny or, yeah. or like someone that Christopher knew from his past because honestly the way they looked at each other I was like oh no yeah there was a one second, but it passed so quickly, but it was more like they knew each other and what's going on here. Yeah, Someone she, that his mother knew. Yes,
1: yeah, she gave him a look like you poor thing
2: mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah.
1: and Or like an I didn't think I'd ever see you again sort of thing. Yeah, And I was like, oh, gosh, please do not say you recast. And if you, no, no discredit to the actress, however, she's no Victoria principal. So I was like, please do not make her his mom. Please don't. Turns I mean, out she's she not. She
2: wasn't, because if you were ever to do like a recast of that, she'd have to be f- yeah, fierce. fierce. And somebody said Jacqueline Smith, one of our viewers. Mm-hmm. That actually maybe could have worked.
1: Here's the thing though about Victoria Principal, and I love her, so I'm going to talk about her a little bit. And I know some of these diehard fans, like she hasn't been on the show since the 80s. But I don't care. Um, <laughs> she was so stunning, she had great fashion, but she had a very sincere soft side to her yes that i don't know that uh i don't know many actresses of her age uh, have who that or could yeah um and i don't know if she still has it who knows yeah, yeah, it's yeah. been so long since we've seen her like who knows um but i digress mm-hmm. she's not she's not there as as of right now he thinks she's still alive he just can't find her so he goes back to the hotel um yes
2: well doesn't he the the gentleman tells her her husband ...tells Christopher that he doesn't want to see her
1: anymore. Well, yeah, he said that she left and that... Yeah. Yes, trying to basically let Heartbreaking. Devastating, because Christopher has lived his entire life, and we're finally starting to get into this, which I think is great for his character, Mm -hmm. because I think he needs some real material to kind of uh, mature as an actor and kind of develop as a character as well. Yeah. So, he's lived his entire life thinking that his mom abandoned him. This wonderful woman who, from what I remember, was wife and mother of the year. Like she was wonderful. Yes. And yet his nemesis slash best friend, John Ross, has Sue Ellen who was just shit. She was drunk all the time. She was crazy. Yep. And now they have a relationship and poor Christopher's like, why don't I even have a mom? Like he has Anne mm-hmm. and Anne's great. But it's just not the same. It's
2: not it's not his mom. Yes. There's a difference. And,
1: and he tries to tell Elena, he's like, I don't care. I don't care. I haven't thought about her. I don't care about her anymore. You know, she died to me years ago. You know, I just want to get this death certificate and get one-third of Barnes Global. Not really the case. And it's pretty obvious. Like, people say things like that, and you say, like, you're over a death, or you're over a relationship, or you're over whatever. That's, those are the things you say out loud. That's not necessarily what you feel inside.
2: What you say is not always what you mean. Yeah.
1: And, and it becomes very apparent very quickly that that's not exactly what he meant. Because mm-hmm. he goes back to the hotel. He's already upset because he didn't get to make contact with his mom. And then Elena is in the shower, and he, his phone is dead. So he goes, I think it his phone was dead or something? He was yeah, looking for a charger he, yeah, or something like that? Yeah, she's
2: in the shower. He's looking for a charger because his battery, phone battery was low. Yes.
1: So he gets into her bag and sees this cell phone that he's never seen before, and it's only called one number. Mm-hmm. So he calls it, and Drew answers. Um, and then Drew quickly snaps his phone in half, you know, cutting off all contact, and Christopher is just furious. Um, Elena comes out of the shower, which is really interesting to me because I love how on television when women come out of the shower, so oftentimes their hair is never wet. Is that a normal thing? Like you always wash your hair, or is that am I crazy? I
2: don't. I mean, I don't wash my hair all the time when I take a shower, yeah. but it, yeah, I, yeah, I notice it all the time. I guess it's for dramatic purposes. Not a drop of
1: water on her. No, she's got a towel on, mm-hmm. so she comes out of the shower, <laughs> and Christopher is just livid. Chris, yeah. Christopher has already gone through season one dealing with you know, Rebecca slash Pamela and being lied to and manipulated and all these other things. And he thinks that after all this time that Elena, he's finally found his way back to his one true love. And now he's finding out that she's lying to him. She's hiding her brother, protecting her brother, who in his mind killed his two unborn children. Pretty intense stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I really agreed with Christopher on all accounts on this one. And how dare she, by the way? She... She's like, well, that's my brother. You know what? I, ah, it, was, it made me so mad because, yeah, that's your brother. I understand that. But also in the same, you asked your brother to turn himself in. He did not turn himself in. You know that your brother did wrong. You know that your brother hurt people and killed two people, babies. Mm-hmm. He killed two babies. And you're, you're still going to try to help him out? I, I know, understand but his your, family. When but. your
1: brother says to you, they said they were going to kill you. She's got that in the back of her mind. And it seems like she's probably protected him most of his life yes. They have that sort of relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know if my sister Carrie, say she murdered someone. Mm-hmm. I would tell her one-on-one, and I say this in relationships a lot. I say, look, I am going to have your back privately always. Or, or publicly, I'll always have your back. But privately, I'm going to tell you what I really think sometimes. I might not always agree with you. But everybody, as far as everybody else is concerned, I've got your back 110%. But when it's just the two of us, you're going to know how I really feel. It's that sort of thing. I feel like if my sister had murdered somebody. Sorry, Carrie, if you're listening or watching. I'm sure you're not. Actually, she's (laughs) busy right now working. Um, But if she had murdered somebody and she came to talk to me about it, I would say, you need to turn yourself in. You need to go do that. And then if she begged me to cover for her and let her run to try to fix things. I'd cover for her. I know I would. I know I would. Yeah. She's my sister. Anyone in my family, I would cover for. Her. And it'd be breaking the law and be wrong and unethical. But I know I'd do it. Um, so I can kind of empathize. I still feel like Christopher had every right on earth to react the way that he I did. To
2: and she should have been more careful with that phone. Oh, Doing yes. that she did. Yeah. You, you know what? You take that phone with you wherever you go, or you put it in a safe. Yes. Or you do something with it. You don't put it where you two are in. Definitely a committed relationship. Who's not going to go look in someone's briefcase if you're like in the shower and you need something and they can't get it? It's what you do in relationships. Yeah, up
1: until just recently, I've always taken my phone in the shower with me or anywhere I am because I'm like, ah, there might be something in there he might read. I don't want that out exactly. there. Like, so why on earth would you leave that phone of all phones?
2: Ex- yeah. When he knows
1: that's not even your phone. You have another phone.
2: Exactly. He knows your phone. And this, it's this flip phone. Why, you know, flip phones are so 1990s.
1: Yeah, let's text her. Let's tweet her. Hashtag, he knows your phone. <laughs> Gosh, such a, such a rookie mistake. Yeah. So, Christopher eventually finds out that his mother is no longer alive, that she passed away in 1989. Yeah. And as this news came out, I literally felt my heart in my stomach. I thought I was going to start crying. I teared up a little bit. And, I did. Because I was so primed all season long. I'm like, I know she's coming back. I know she's coming back. It's genius. Of course they keep it under wraps. Of course they release a memo saying that there's no way she's going to come back. She wants to keep the memory of her and Bobby intact. Blah, blah, blah. And then when Anne and Bobby started to have some struggles this year, this season, I was like, mm they're setting it up.
2: Exactly. And
1: I'm not convinced that they didn't want her back. Maybe they did, and maybe they wrote the season in a way that she could have still come back in the finale. Um, But, as it is, she passed away in 1989. And the heartbreaking thing is that not only did she not really want to get away from her son and from South Fork, her only goal was to get better and get back to her son and South Fork. She really loved her son. She really loved Bobby, and that's where her heart was. However, she didn't make it. Um... She what did she die of?
2: Pancreatic cancer.
1: Pancreatic cancer, yes. And but before that she was she was severely burned.
2: sixty uh, percent
0: of yeah. her body.
1: Um so to hear all that after you spent twenty five years hating somebody, mm-hmm. and to hear that all they wanted was to get back to you and to wrap their arms around you and tell you how much they loved you, and you've held such resentment and hatred for this long, and then to find out that You were led to believe that because of Cliff Barnes, because he was paying these people off to make it seem like she was still alive all these years. That's, mm, that's pretty unforgivable.
2: Uh, Yeah. That is, I think, I mean, he's done some shady things, but they, this season, they really made the Cliff Barnes character. This is, I don't, I'm not. I loved the season. I thought it was great, but one of the things I had a problem with is the way they really made Cliff Barnes' character this evil.
1: So, so evil.
2: And I could, and it just really made me mad because Cliff Barnes was never—he was evil, but never evil, evil. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he
1: would never kill his daughter's his babies. babies.
2: Like that. I mean, because you cross a line, or there. have
1: his own like sort of adopted son kill himself.
2: Exactly. Yes, you crossed the line on all of those. I mean, I could see the Pamela thing; that I could actually see. Mm-hmm. But the other two, and I was like, "What? Are, what are they doing with this character?" I feel
1: like, um, I feel like the writers and they did such a great job. I feel like, uh, they really had to recreate the season so quickly. Yes. And after JR went, and JR was so evil, um, they had to fill that evil void, and Bobby did a little bit of that. You know, towards the end of the season, um, I think. And then they had Harris Ryland, obviously, who did a great job, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of filling that void as well. But I think they really had to go there with Cliff. And I don't think it's necessarily fair. I don't think that I don't remember Cliff being that evil. Um, Mm -mm. But I haven't watched every episode of every season either. Um, So I I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know if Cliff's character would have had such an integral part of the season had JR still been around. But it is the most perfect way to wrap up JR's story. Yes. His nemesis, he takes his nemesis down while he goes down with him. It's it's pretty genius. It is. Um, but we're not going to talk about that just yet. Yes. Let's move on to our next topic. Let's okay. talk about Ryland Roy and Emma. Um, so, Harris Ryland, I felt like his part of this finale was a little bit a little bit underwhelming. Um because so much of the season was so Ryland, Ryland, Ryland. Um but I did like how they tied up a couple of loose ends. Um, but I do have a complaint about the
2: one loose I don't know if you... No,
1: go ahead. Go there. What? The Judith. Yes. Where the hell's okay. Judith?
2: I mean, we'll go into more, but where is she? Yeah. The, the way they wrapped it all up, but nobody still knows where she's at.
1: She's, in a, she's fine. She's in a hospital yeah, somewhere. She, yeah, she
2: And I'm like, I, I, that's where I have a problem because her character was so great. And they didn't really leave it up. Just she's somewhere.
1: Because I feel like Judith really could be a great nemesis. For the Ewing's family. Oh, yeah. The Ewing family. I think that her character has that J.R.-esque sort of thing about her. Yes, And she's she stepped right into that role from day one and was just fierce. Yes. Um, and this can't be the way she goes out. This can't be the last we've heard of her. She has to come back next season because there's no way on earth her son would outdo her like that. And she's just gone. It, it can't go down like that. And if it does, it'll be the biggest disappointment for me of, of this yes. entire season. Um, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Um Ryland is just crazy, first of all, but so is Emma. Mm-hmm. Emma's crazy, but we're not sure what kind of crazy because she had to go to jail overnight because Anne was showing her some tough love and didn't want her to come back until she agreed to go to rehab. Cool. Well, she calls them and says, I agree. So Anne brings her home for like a long weekend or something, first of all, and then she's going to, then she's going to go to rehab, I think. Yes. Um, and then how, how exactly did she get back with Ryland? I know she went there with her suitcase. and She
2: went there with her suitcase. She went there. And the whole time I was like, I could see her doing this because the way her and Anne were when they were speaking, you're like, something's going to happen with this.
1: Like she, they're going to work together or like, like they're going to no, her, no go opposite just, um, ways?
2: Like she's going to go back to him. She's going to go back to Ryland because he'll let her have her pills. He'll let her do what she wants as long as she's there under his thumb, under his roof. Yes. And... So when she showed up at his – when she showed up at Ryland's house, I was like – at first I was like, oh, no. I actually said that out loud. I was like, oh, no. But when and certain little things started to happen and he's like, well, we'll get you de- detoxed out and we'll get you on the right
1: – Yeah, but back on pills.
2: Yeah, but back on pills. But yeah. you're not going – I was like, be a father. Yeah. Be a father and agree for once with your with your ex-wife and tell her to go to rehab.
1: Yes. I I thought that – it was interesting how – I feel like Anne's character, the last part of the season, wasn't really utilized very well. I feel like she kind of just disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes sense, though, because they really used her to introduce Emma's character, and Emma's now integral, obviously, we find out later in the episode, yes. at the very end of the episode, mm-hmm. that she's integral to this entire plot line now. Um, but I thought it was a little bit odd. I thought that they were, I don't know if there's holes in the story, but I thought it was that was a little bit rushed and a little bit unrealistic that all of a sudden Anne... Because apparently Anne and Emma, they had to have worked together on this. They didn't really show it so much, mm-hmm. but it was implied. And for Anne to support Emma going back into that situation, like she couldn't have supported that, could she? Or did she?
2: No. I. What bothered me is so this girl has like how many pills a day is she taking? Yes. And she's going back into this situation. That's why I never saw what she did yeah, coming. Yeah, I never saw it coming because I was like, she just wants to go for the drugs. Yeah. Nobody gets detoxed that quickly. Yes. Exactly. And, and having the problem that she has and then going to do what she's doing.
1: And Anne knew she was there because she even made a comment, I think to Bobby. She was yeah. like, she's, she's been a you know, Harris for this long now. Um, that seemed a little bit unrealistic to me. Um, I appreciate... I think that in a normal scenario, maybe she would allow her to, her daughter to do that. Mm-hmm. But I think Anne is a type of mother that I thought would think your health is more important than any sort of feud, any sort of bringing down your, any of this. Um, so that kind of caught me off guard a little bit. I'm glad, though, because it worked out. It worked out. Um, and I love the scene where Ryland walks in and Emma's going through his going through his drawer in his office. And I thought she was busted. That was the beginning of... Uh, the end of episode one, the first part, and the beginning of the second yeah. They replayed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I love how he calls her out, and she's sly. She's sneaky. She's like, "Daddy, I'm looking for pills." Like she turned into like this little like his little daughter again, and I just love that. Um, I thought that the way she played played him was genius. Um, and then he got a phone call. Luckily, mm-hmm. what if he hadn't got that phone call? She never had a chance to go back in there and do what she did.
2: No. Well, no. I mean, she makes him breakfast. Remember? Oh, yeah. She makes him breakfast yeah. and he says, oh, I'm too good for you or what. He, she she puts
1: some pills in there. Yeah.
2: And she, yeah, exactly. She put pills in there and feeds him breakfast. He goes to sleep mm-hmm. and then she gets what she needs and she's gone.
1: No. Oh, and then she gets his, she gets his records. She gets all kinds of stuff to like prove that he's been illegally smuggling things across the border. Yeah. Which perfectly brings us into our next topic. Okay? Speaking of smuggling, this it all yeah. starts to tie well, in here. Yes. Okay, so Drew is doing what he's doing, and obviously the Ewing still want him to turn himself in, but he's doing what he's doing for the greater good. He's trying to help the Ewing family. He's trying to not necessarily clear his name but help them out because he feels so guilty.
2: Yeah, and he knows at the end of the day they're never going to fully forgive him.
1: Well, because also, also – he doesn't know yet at this point, and he still doesn't. I think even as this this season ends, and the entire Ewing family doesn't know yet that Cliff Barnes knew that Pamela and the babies were yes. on the rig. So that that is a game changer. Mm-hmm. Um. So Drew doesn't know that, so he's still blaming himself for the death of these these unborn babies, and he's out on the vendetta. Vendetta. And I loved I loved how this all played out. He yes. went to the bar and he talked to the bartender, and I was like. I'm trying to figure this out because I thought, obviously, she's going to call Roy, mm-hmm. which she did. He paid her and said, if you see this guy, this Roy guy, give me a call. I'm staying in this room at this hotel. And I was at this motel. I'm like, hmm. And how I was thinking, I'm like, how is that going to work? I was thinking maybe he was going to, like, catch him off guard and, like, like I don't know, throw a bag over his head or drug him or something. I don't know. Um, but how it actually played out was much, much smarter, I think.
2: I loved it because I honestly thought cuz so the whole scene plays out and you think that he's chasing Drew yeah. the whole time you think he's chasing Drew cuz
1: he gets cuz Drew gets a phone call yes. and hurries up and leaves his motel room hides around the corner mm-hmm. and then gets into the truck plants plants the the high heels made out of drugs is that yes. essentially what that was
2: Yes, that was brilliant. I mean. Brilliant.
1: That has to be the methane of season two. Like, wh- all of season one, like, methane, really? It causes tsunamis? Like, really? Remember yes, how I thought that was so far-fetched? I'm exactly. Like, now they're making purses and high heels out of, of drugs? Oh, Whatever. I guess it's possible. That's it's great.
2: amazing.
1: Genius. Um, so you could, like, smoke that heel? Like, I, don't know, I don't know. Snort it or something? Yeah. Um, so he, he gets a tip, and we're thinking it's from the bartender, or at least I was. I was like, why would she call him? She really is going to help him out. Yeah. So he runs around the corner, plants plants the uh, drugs in Roy's truck, and then runs around the corner. We think he hops on the motorcycle. Yeah,
2: we think. Yes. Yeah.
1: Well, and then we see the motorcycle peel out, and then Roy runs down to his truck and chases the motorcycle out in the middle of nowhere. And then they get pulled over. Well, as they get pulled over, the cops find the drugs and the heels and whatever in the back of Roy's truck. And Roy's like... It was a plan. He did it. He did it. That's Drew Ramos. He's a convict. And you get You see the look in the cop's eye for a moment. He's like, oh, oh, shit. Oh, that's. And then the guy takes his helmet off and is like, what, dude? He's and like,
2: it's the guy who was at the bar. Yes. And I thought the guy who was sitting at the bar when Drew came in was one of Roy's guys. Well, we
1: have a caller. Let's find out what they think. Okay. Hey, this is AJ at After Buzz. Who do we have? Oh, shit. Hello?
0: Um, Hi. Never mind.
1: Hello, how are you? Good
0: morning,
1: you? Good. Are you a fan of Dallas? Oh yeah. Help us out. This is a lot this this two hour episode the finale is a lot to cover. What 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 did you like about the episode? What do you have for us? Um, I don't
0: know.
1: What do you want to know about? Well what 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 was your what was your favorite part? What was the biggest surprise for you of the entire episode? Um <laughs> all
0: of it I guess. I've been a fan for a long time.
1: Yeah? Do you have a favorite yeah. character? Huh? Do you have a favorite character of this new series? Oh, yeah, Bobby and Sue Ellen. I've loved them forever. They but, have a great dynamic. What do you think about Sue Ellen this episode, then? If you're a Sue Ellen fan, you have to love... And Bobby as well. They both kind of are channeling Jr. a little bit, I think, right?
0: Yeah, she did a great job, especially with the
2: whole bourbon when she handed it to the mayor.
1: Hmm. That's our favorite oh, that, scene. Yeah,
2: that was our favorite scene of the two episodes.
1: Um, I didn't know Sue Ellen had it in her, to be honest. I didn't know that she could be this tough, and I, I really, really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, because I thought she was really going to drink that.
1: I did, too. Did yeah. you think she was going to start drinking again?
0: No, I thought that she had it in her to do it. Really? She, she was saying that she got the boss to take on J.R. Thrill.
1: That's awesome. So you watched the original series back in the day as well?
0: Yeah.
1: Were you hoping that Victoria Principal was going to come back?
0: I didn't think she would after everything that's been on. But I felt bad
1: for you. You did. <laughs> I know. I've been talking about it for weeks and months. I, I love her and I was I was hoping against all hope that she would make an appearance, but not yet. Do you think there's do you think there's any chance on earth she's still alive? No, I think
0: they wanted to wrap
1: that up really tightly. it um, breaks my heart. All right. Well, I wanna thank you so much for calling in and breaking my heart. But thanks for being a fan. All right.
2: Keep watching. Take care. (laughs) Bye-bye.
1: I love her. She's adorable. (laughs) What was her name? I don't know
2: what her name is. I don't don't think she told us. I don't think she told
1: me. I think she was a little surprised that she actually got on. (laughs) She was like, oh, oh, crap. So, um, well, everybody loves Sue Ellen, apparently.
2: Yes. We're gonna talk about
1: her in just a minute, though. So, Drew, genius, Mm -hmm. sets up this whole thing. Roy's going to jail. Um, Drew rides off into the sunset, and Roy is in prison. Cliff Finds out about this and meets up with Ryland, and he says, "I thought this was all going to be, you know, I thought this was, this, was, you know." And and Ryland says to him, "He's like, he's one of those few guys."
2: He's from old school. He's
1: old school. He'll keep his mouth shut, and does he? Nope. Because what happens next? Pamela goes to see,
2: mm-hmm. goes to
1: see Roy is it Vickers. Roy, Roy Vickers. Vickers goes to see him in jail, and she says, "Because she's terrified to know the answer, but she just wants to know." If her dad knew that she was on that rig when he ordered the explosion. And at first he's not budging, you know, and then finally she appeals to his, his, his parental, his parental side, I guess. And she says, do you have children? How would you feel? Was, did my dad know? And he's like, all I got to say is this. What do you say? Don't uh, don't,
2: uh, uh, have more children. Yes. And forget about your father. Forget about your
1: father. Yeah. Yes. Have, have more children. children for, forget that's about right. your father. And she, there right there. She knew. Yeah. That's got to be devastating. Mm-hmm. To know that your dad did that to you.
2: Yeah, the look on her face too.
1: I can't even, I can't even imagine. Because she I, didn't
2: want to believe it the whole time, oh even no. when they were doing this whole thing, going into it. She's like, "Well, that's a little much. I can't believe that he would do that."
1: Just the look on her face, the pure sadness and the pure that that the scar crinkled up and mm-hmm. just oh, poor girl. I love her character. She was so oh. so Wonderful the first half of last season, then so awful, and then so just flat out badass the first part of this season. And now she's she's so shown so much range yeah. as an actress. I just I adore her.
2: Oh, she she was one of my favorite characters this season. Yeah, like, for sure, because she really I mean so much of her and how she's a strong woman. Oh yeah, strong, and she does have a heart. Yep, and you, and I thought in the beginning and the first. Season, I was like, this woman has no heart. Mm-hmm. She's just awful. And just really, what they're doing with her character, keep it coming. I, I, can't, I I'm, can't wait to see what else is going to happen. I
1: feel like if I'm an actor on the show, uh, if I'm either Pamela or Sue Ellen, I've got to be happy as can be. Because I feel like those two actors got the best writing this year and yes. had the best opportunity, the most opportunities to, to really just shine. And they both stepped up, and I really I appreciate it. I think she's just great. And I love when, like... You can't have such one-dimensional characters. And it's such a simple concept, but it's a concept that's lost so often in these these sorts of shows. They're yes. so complex, characters kind of get lost in the shuffle. Um, Christopher are finally starting to see some dimension to him, and hopefully they're pulling that out of him. Hopefully it's going to happen with Elena now, because she's been a little bit, not a yes. lot there all the time. Um Which is funny because I loved her when I was younger and and I was so excited to see her on the show when the cast first came out. She and Jesse Metcalf, outside of the original characters, the only people I really even knew. And they've both been kind of like, mm, not let down, but I feel like they haven't been given the greatest material just yet.
2: No, I mean, definitely Josh Henderson. He, once again, this season for him too. I mean, they wrote so well for him and really stepping it up with him and so much emotion and so much. But I mean, with the paleo at the Paley fest he was even very choked up about a lot of things. They were had a very good close relationship. Like yeah. he calls uh Linda Gray mama, actually yeah. in real life, and used to call um J.R. Pops that's awesome. Yeah, and
1: I feel like I feel like by necessity though they kind of had to give them great material this year. Yes, and that's why I feel like they're really setting up now with Christopher finding out about his mother that she actually loved him. That's a whole another set of like issues he can deal with. Yeah. and then now he and Elena are sort of on the outs, kind of, eh, kind of in limbo right mm-hmm. now. And then with Elena at the end of the episode getting involved now with this cartel and everything else, I think it sets up their characters to have a really phenomenal third season. Should it happen, fingers crossed. Yes. Um. So hopefully there's good things to come for them because I think they're very capable. I just don't think they've had the greatest material. Just yeah.
2: Exactly. And with what happens with the Ramoses and like tying that all up, I liked what her mother said because it was exactly the way I thought. She said, Drew had a choice because she's like, I had to help him. She's like, No, you didn't have to help him. He had a choice. He had a choice to make that bomb. Well, they were going to kill me. He had a choice to protect you. But his choice was to make that bomb. He could
1: have gone to the Ewing's and they would have helped protect her.
2: Yeah. He could have done all these things, and yet he chose to go this route. Mm -hmm. And she's like, and you chose your brother over the man who truly loves you.
1: Which I thought was pretty cool. Yes. Because when, sometimes, mm, depending on who the advice is coming from, Mm -hmm. for a mother to make a statement like that, you kind of better listen. You kind of have to.
2: When she's talking about... Her son. Yeah. That's who she's talking about. She's not just a brother. This is someone she birthed, mm-hmm. you know, and she.
1: That's parenting. Yeah. She, <laughs> I mean, she
2: would, took a hard look and looked at the truth of her son. That's yeah. what she did.
1: Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. heartbreaking. So just to wrap up things with the Ramos family, just to jump to the end of the episode a little bit before we go into the Ewings uh, more in depth. Um Elena looks like she could be heading to the dark side. She pulls up to a house in the middle of nowhere and all of a sudden lights everywhere. Drug cartel, and she gets into into a truck, and that's that's the last we see of Elena. Um,
2: but she was so calm and cool about that.
1: Yeah, way too comfortable. Well, apparently, way, yeah. the 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 guy who owned the house who she went to meet was a childhood friend of hers, and she mm-hmm. was told because Cliff Barnes, after Cliff Barnes was taken down by the Ewing family, Cliff Barnes reached out to her and said, um, sent her some documents and said, look, Jr. Uh, did to your family exactly what jock did to digger to my family Mm -hmm. you know i can't do anything about it anymore i'm in prison but you can do something about it and by doing that that gives him some sort of pleasure i'm sure um and so apparently you can go into you go a little further back but in 1979 i guess jr signed off um on these documents switching the deeds to south fork with what was it, the Henderson Ranch? Was it the Henderson Ranch? No, or I another plot of no, land of land. Yeah,
2: another plot of land that now the Ramoses have yeah. that so, is not dr- drillable. There's, there's nothing, nothing there.
1: there. Yes. So apparently, so now she's thinking. My dad spent all this time drilling, and he, he died for this. For this, and then my brother came back, and I have lost my brother because of this. All this, this struggle in our family this entire time, was all at the hands of the family who we think loves us and protects us and has been helping us this entire time. Maybe they've just been keeping us this close because they want to keep an eye on us because they want to keep us in control and can control our family and make sure that we never find out what they did. Now we don't know who knows about this. If anybody other than Jr. even knows, we don't know if Bobby knows. We don't know if Sue Ellen knows. We don't know anything. And
2: we don't even know if it's real. Exactly. Because this is Cliff Barnes we're talking exactly. about. Exactly. So. And why didn't Cliff Barnes use this before?
1: But she must think there's there's a possibility that's real for her to go out to yes. some drug cartel, mm-hmm. some guy's house, and you know, have have a chat with them over some coffee and you know biscuits. Who knows? But like <laughs> so, she's kind of on the verge right now, and it's one of the situations though. Once you're going into, like, a drug cartel, like, their their home, and, like, there's really no turning back. Like, how do you get out of that? No. So, I'm kind of interested to see what happens next season with that. Yeah. Um, before we go into our best topic of the night, the Ewing's and JR's masterpiece. I just want to thank you guys uh, for another great season here After Buzz of Dallas. Um, Thank you guys for listening to us on iTunes, for watching us on YouTube. Please leave us comments on both um, so that we can uh, keep this conversation going long after the season's over, especially if we don't have season three until 2014 that's going to break our hearts. Yes. Um, But keep in touch with us. Uh, We love hearing from you guys. We also would appreciate it if you guys would give us five stars on iTunes. Tell us how wonderful you think we are, even if we don't know everything there is to know about every season of dallas we do our best and we're here for you guys and we love doing the show because we absolutely love 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 dallas so please 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 rate us comment tell your friends about us please and thank you also don't forget uh for all of your other favorite shows here at AfterBuzz. there's an app for your iphone called podcasts with an s where you can have all your favorite after buzz podcasts automatically downloaded each and every day so that you can listen to your favorite after buzzers wherever you are so thanks guys moving on JR's masterpiece finally, finally, finally comes to fruition. Uh, oh, it's been building uh, up to this for the last half of the season. Okay, so where do you even want to begin? Do we want to talk about what Bobby's known all along? Because when they took down Cliff, okay. let's talk about Pamela and how she turns on Cliff to get him down south of the border.
2: Brilliant. Genius, right? Genius. Because in-
1: he's, having, he's having human energies packed up um, everything's in boxes. He's like, they're like, where should we put these things? He's like, I don't care. Throw it on the street. Give it away for all I care. He's a little bit at hubris. I think was the word yes. that Jr. used to describe him, which is a
2: great word. Yeah.
1: and and should be used more often. I think if you ask me. But um, no, he's a little bit. He just gets a little cocky. He gets a little mm-hmm. bit excited, and
2: he thinks and, he has the king to, the the keys to the castle. Yeah,
1: and he gets a little bit ahead of himself, not knowing that Christopher now is a one third owner of, Bar- of Barnes Global, mm-hmm. and so is John Ross via Pamela. They got married. We just talked about this. They got married. Uh-huh. Another Barnes and another Ewing. But this time, it's Jr.'s son married to a Barnes. He's got to be rolling over in his grave. Right?
2: He's got to be. He, yeah, because... Before, it was always
1: it was Bobby. Bobby. It wasn't me. But now it's Jr.'s son. It
2: directly affects him. Of
1: course. And his legacy and everything else that he's worked so hard to build and, and to establish all these years. But
2: he did he's it wise
1: for- about it. He did it for the Ewings. Yeah. So... Now, the Ewing family controls two-thirds of Barnes Global, which is genius.
2: And Cliff still has no idea yet. No
1: clue. So, he's got to get extradited down to Mexico for them to bring charges. And they're like, well, how are we going to to do this? It's not even possible. It's Cliff Barnes. He can get out of it. Pamela says she volunteers because she knows now that he killed her babies, knowingly. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I got it. So, she gets the private jet revved up because, quick backtrack, when yes. she married John Ross they were flying back on the plane, that's how they found out. They looked and at the itinerary, yeah, or the, yeah. the log of the, the the private jet and found out that Cliff Barnes was actually in the same town, uh something Laredo. Way La, of
2: the Laredo. Way of
1: Laredo, yeah. Of Laredo. Down in Mexico the night that Jair was murdered.
2: And then the wait the, the waitress tells the Ewings that she yes, saw she, him. 'cause he was staring us down. Yes. He was it was just strange. He was at
1: the bar and he was kinda of just like staring. Yeah. Um so of course John Ross quickly picks up the phone and says, Look, he was there. Cliff Barnes killed, you know, killed Daddy. Um so Pamela, knowing this, plus knowing that she killed her he killed her children, she's ready to, you know, whatever. So while this is going on, she she and John Ross then mm-hmm. go to go to the safe deposit box, right? Yes. And Oh, God. That's where they find the death certificate of Pam- Pamela. Yeah, because it opens of up. Of Pam. Yeah. Yes. And then they end up planting a fake belt buckle of JRs in the box. Yes. Correct?
2: Mm-hmm. That's what they do.
1: And then, <laughs> this is so much. This is so much to even try to wrap oh, my and brain then the around.
2: the ring. Let's talk about just, we're going to yes. take like 10 seconds on this ring. That ring was no joke, and she opens it up, and she gets a... At this moment, I was like, please don't change. Please don't turn. Please do not turn. And she looks at the ring, and she goes, this is the ring that my grandfather gave my grandmother, and my father was going to give it to me.
1: When when, I found the right guy. When I
2: found the right guy. And that's when John Ross says, I'll buy you a better ring. I'll do, you know, all that stuff. And I looked at that ring, and I was like, that ring was no
1: joke. Well, should that have been... um, Should that have been... Because... Initially, I thought it oh, was really sweet of John Ross to say that now watching back was was there some level of guilt on his part where he was like, I'll buy you because because money's an easy thing for for John yes. Ross. Money's easy. Just mm-hmm. like Jr. Money was easy. True love and commitment. That's the hard part. That's so do you think weird. there's some sort of guilt where he's like, I can't imagine watching her wear that ring all day, every day, knowing what it means to her and knowing that I'm just backstabbing her. So do you think that, maybe that
2: could be yeah, throw some
1: money at her, be. get her a nicer ring and it doesn't mean shit mm-hmm. and just keep her distracted? Exactly. So Interesting. So the, all these things are going on while they're setting up, they're basically framing Cliff Barnes for a murder that he committed as far as they're concerned yes. at this point. Um, so Pamela agrees to get him south of the border. Okay. So she does. She gets him down there. She tells him that she's been working on a new casino deal and gets him down to Nuevo Laredo. And- Did you
2: notice what she said to Frank would be proud
1: Oh, her brother? Her
2: brother, Frank, would be proud. I was like, oh, there's a going there, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because
1: if Cliff Barnes would pay attention at all, her body language and the way she was talking to him was not very open. Like, yeah. she obviously, she was doing something, mm-hmm. um, and he didn't catch it. Who cares? Because he's a jerk. Um, so when they're in their hotel, she gets a phone call from Barnes Global. It's a woman saying... Pamela, you have to get your father on the phone there, blah, 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 stuff's going down right now, basically. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to reach out, Roy's been arrested, and, and things are going down, right? Mm-hmm. And so she goes, oh, thank you, of course, we'd love a bottle of champagne, As she unplugs the phone.
2: Well, let's talk about wow. real quick before this all goes down, uh-huh. how John Ross, Christopher, well, no, not Christopher, but John Ross, Pamela, all of them, Bobby finally says, now it's time.
1: To tell them everything. everything. Yes.
2: And Bum is sitting right next to Bobby and he pulls out the gun. And that's where I really loved Bobby again. And because John Ross flies off the handle because he's still too young to understand what weight is. Yes. And timing. It's it's all about timing. And that's what he tells him, too. It's all about time because, well, that's well, we're going to get him now. Let's just call the police. Let's get it done. Let's get it over with. And he's like, nope. There's so much more in play here. Yeah. And he—and then John Ross questions Bobby, why did you do this? Why did you do—why didn't you tell me? Why did you wait till now? And he goes, for this reason. Exactly. For this reason. And
1: he's teaching lessons to John Ross that G.I.R. can no longer teach him. That he's teaching him from the grave, essentially. Yes. Through Bobby. Mm-hmm. So, all of a sudden, they walk into this hotel room, and there's the Ewings, and there's Cliff Barnes, and he looks at Pamela, and he says, oh, you made a huge mistake. And then she's Yeah, what have you done? As he's being arrested, the way his voice cracks kind of broke my heart. Because she knows, or she's wondering, did he really do it? And all the Ewings, the look in all their eyes, nobody knew at that point. Everybody uh-huh. really thought he did it. But the look in John Ross's eyes and Pamela's eyes, they're all kind of questioning, did he really do this? Did we just do something really, really wrong? Did we really? Regardless, we know for a fact that he killed her babies.
2: Yeah, and so he did all enough. these other things. All like, the, that's yeah, reason, yeah.
1: Reason enough. But now she's starting to wonder, did he really do this? And I think John Ross, that's when John Ross, the Trigger goes off and his head. He's like, mm, I don't think he really did do this. What really happened? Yes. You know? Um, so he's hauled off to prison. Blah, blah, blah. Everything else goes down that we talked about with, with Elena and the Ramos family. And then let's go back to South Fork when Bobby, John Ross... Oh, or
2: are we going back to Southport? Because I want to talk about Bobby and Cliff in the, in the prison.
1: Oh, let's go there first.
2: Okay, Bobby. Yes. And this is when I was like, he did not kill Jr. Yeah. He did not do it because he said, uh, yes, I did all these other things. I did all those other things, but I did not do this. And Bobby's still very stoic and still believe. And we
1: still think that Bobby
2: so Bobby yep. still believes that Cliff killed Jr. And then when Bobby's walking out. He goes, who really did do this? And I was like, he didn't do it. He didn't. Who? Then who did it? Who?
1: And what's Bobby say back to Cliff? You'll um, never know.
2: Yes, and that's when you're like, Bobby knows who did it. And it wasn't, so he just set this whole thing up.
1: That's what I love about Bobby's character. Yes. Is that Bobby's a stand-up good guy, but when he has to get dirty, he can get dirty. Yeah. And, and I relate to that because I'm very much, I, I like to think of myself the same way, but if I have to go there for a family, or a family member or a friend, I'll go there.
2: Yeah, and yeah. he and Bobby even said J.R. had to actually plan it all out for him because he, cause he thinks inside the box and J.R. thinks outside the box. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. So, okay. speaking of inside the box, that gun was planted on Cliff also. We forgot to mention that. Oh, yeah, The gun in the trunk.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, So, poor Cliff. I feel bad for Cliff for just a quick moment because I'm like, oh, my God, he really didn't do this. And we find out when we go back to South Fork, we've got Bobby, John Ross, Christopher and Bum standing over the grave of Jr. Right?
2: Yeah. Oh, I bawled. Yeah. Bawled.
1: And and John Ross finally he's like I'm confused because Bobby reads the letter, then gives the letter to Jr. or to John Ross and John Ross is like I don't wait I'm confused, and I'm glad he said that because I was a little bit confused at that point mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then Bobby essentially you know reads the letter. Yeah, and and he's like okay what, and then he finds out that it turns out that it was Bum. It was Bum who killed JR.
2: And, and JR planned it.
1: Yes. This is what is so freaking amazing about this show, okay? It's so genius that, and Larry Hagman has to just be the proudest man in heaven right now. Mm-hmm. Because I say this so often, but again, kudos to TNT. To respect an actor, the legacy of an actor, and the legacy of a show, the way they did, is beyond beyond brilliant to to send him out any other way would have just it would have sucked like they kept saying like and I was like I know it wasn't a random mugger I knew that wasn't true but I thought something I thought Victoria Principal came back or I thought Cliff Barnes or something and I had a hard time with that that was a tough pill to swallow for me thinking really after all this time Cliff Barnes got the best of him but at least uh, he'll kind of get the best of Cliff Barnes in the end blah blah blah
2: it was his ha ha move and even from the grave
1: From the grave. And he knew because he was dying of cancer and didn't tell anybody and planned it and had Bum shoot him and with a gun that he stole from Cliff Barnes and framed him. So that finally, finally, after all these years, this feud would finally be put to rest. And Cliff Barnes would be in prison where he couldn't harm anybody. And J.R. knew he'd be in the grave so he couldn't harm anybody because he he knows he's a bad boy. Yeah, He knows he's done stuff.
2: He knew he wasn't an angel. Yeah.
1: Genius. And I love how in the letter he talked about how um, um, Bobby had been blamed as a child. Jock blamed Bobby for some shells, like shotgun shells. And he's like, You and I both know those were mine. I was. Yeah, you know. I'm the one who did it. And that's what made John Ross be like, I'm a little confused. And they explained everything. Yeah. And Bum just the way he looked at Bum and the way Bum was kind of like, Great, great for whoever the character or the guy is who plays Bum. Way to be like, such an integral part of the yes. show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, who knew? was some random guy with long hair. And the way they wrapped it all up. Nobody on earth could take out J.R. Ewing, but J.R. Ewing. Yes, genius.
2: It was so good, so good. But I mean, I'm. He's. I started reading the letter. I started crying, and then when um, Patrick Duffy Bobby started reading that letter, I really think those were real tears oh, yeah. because he, you know they added in the cancer, which he did die of cancer, and he said, "I only had a few more days left." Goes into this whole thing, and he starts crying and can't finish the letter. I lost it. I could not stop. And then Christopher finishes reading the letter, and I just thought it was perfect, just the way all of that. And then John Ross shakes Bum's hand.
1: Yep, yep, which shows growth. Yes. Um, And I think he has a newfound respect for Bobby. I have a newfound respect for Bobby. Oh, yes. And I know that we've gotten some, um, some criticism for some things I've said about the original Dallas series, but I'll say it again. It was campy. It was cheesy. It was a soap opera. There were some great moments. Yes. But that's kind of just how TV was back then. TV wasn't of the caliber back then, 20, 30 years ago, that it is right now. There are so many great shows on with such high production value, and there's so, such quality actors and writing especially. The mm. writing is just unreal on the show. And it's not that I feel like Linda, Linda Gray or Patrick Duffy weren't good actors. They were just doing what everybody else was doing back then and reading the lines the way they were supposed to. They, especially in this, this final episode, Sue Ellen in that in that in in the governor's office, absurd. Uh-huh. When she reads him for Phil, lets him know what he's going to do and what he's not going to do, pours that bourbon and you think she's going to drink it, and he says, you know what? I, I was always told you, never trust a drunk. She goes, honey, this drink isn't for me. It's for you because you're going to need it.
2: But she says right before that, she goes, yes, you're right. You cannot trust you a drunk.
1: She goes, but this drink is for you. And she also says, and I love, love, love this. Is my favorite line of hers. Um, I, I, I'm going to paraphrase it, but she says, "Jared always told me one thing. What'd she say? Oh, oh I just yeah, said it you to you do off, do off yeah, camera. Yeah,
2: so you taught me one thing. If you oh, you, can oh, if you always, can't.
1: Yeah, trust people to do. If you can't trust people to do the right thing, don't give them the, the choice. Tr-
2: yes, that's, that's it. it.
1: And that was just woo genius. She was so fierce in that scene. I was like, mm-mm. There was no, nobody can deliver a line like that. Mm-mm. Phenomenal. And then Bobby, Bobby out by, the, by Jr's grave. I was like, oh, Patrick Duffy, good for you.
2: And such a great scene. And I loved the whole, the whole thing. And I liked having the four, um, even with Bum there because I was like, why is Bum there? Like, I figured it would just be the three mm-hmm. men. Because yep. rightfully so. Ended yep. out like that. And when they started talking and Bum was there, they tell the whole story and just how everything just went down on his grave. Yeah,
1: and how J.R. acknowledged him as the friend he never deserved, He the best friend he he never should have had. How
2: he was jealous of
1: him mm-hmm.
2: for of what he had that J.R. just could never have.
1: Isn't that heartbreaking?
2: Yeah, because J.R. would have never gave up anything that he had. But Bobby did have the—they were like Cain and Abel in a way. Mm-hmm. And— Bobby was the good one where Jr. and they did it that way.
1: They each had to exist for the other one to exist. Yes. In, uh, you know, in all honesty. So, I mean, this 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 show is just phenomenal. I can't wait. I can't wait for season three. I know what's going to happen. Um, I'm okay if they move to summer as long as it means they're back on the air. Exactly. Um, a lot of stuff coming up, though. I mean, obviously Christopher's got some new issues to deal with. Mm-hmm. Emma, Emma, and, and John Ross, how about that ending? I was so – so devastated and upset when I saw those two together. I was screaming, that's when you know it's good TV because I was so mad at it, but I want to watch it again.
2: I threw my writing pad at the TV. Furious. I was like, ugh
1: because I finally, finally am at a point where I'm like, John Ross, I like you when you're kind of a good guy mm-hmm. a little bit. And I love Pamela now. I really do. And I never thought I would like her character. Season one, I didn't really care for her all that much. And I love her so much now. And I was so livid. And now I just look at Emma and I'm like, you little you little brat. Get out of here. What are you doing? What are you doing? And Anne. Oh, that's going to send Anne into a tailspin. Finding out that her daughter is now sleeping with John Ross, who's uh, married to Pamela. Her other son's like ex. Like,
2: It's good. Yeah. I, I was just so angry because the whole time, the way they set it up, though, was brilliant. Because you think that they are going to Pamela's apartment. Yeah. Actually, you think to where, the apartment that she lives in. And he has the flowers. And because Sue Ellen says, make sure you treat that pretty bride... Better than your father. And he too.
1: goes, "What do you think I am, a scoundrel?" Yes, she, he's exactly his daddy's boy, and he's doing exactly now to Pamela what Jr. did to Sue Ellen all those years. So that'll be interesting to see how that affects their dynamic when she finds that out.
2: Yes, because I do think he truly loves Pamela. I do too. I really do. I think that she's going like to turn J- out. But Jr. truly,
1: Jr. truly loves Sue Ellen too, and he broke her heart for years and years and years. Yeah. So is it going to be the same story for John Ross?
2: I don't know. But this Emma, we get, we need to finish this quickly because a the. Family Fans hate it. Uh-huh. The f- hate, I hate, hate. Hate, hate, hate.
1: Which means it's probably a good storyline.
2: Yeah, because it's just, ugh, it just grosses me out.
1: She's a little brat. Yeah. And I love her.
2: And how, I, something's going to happen because it's got to come out.
1: Yeah, Ryland, Ryland. we haven't seen the last of Ryland. No. Yeah, and now we've got this new cartel coming out, which is going to be interesting. Um, now we've got the Ewing's owning owning Barnes Global, which is a whole different different. Angle now to play on Season 3. Yeah,
2: they own Barnes Global. They own Ewing Energies. They can't be stopped. They
1: called it Ewing Global. Did you notice that? you catch that?
2: Oh, I didn't see They
1: referenced that. it. They called it uh, Ewing Global.
2: Mm. So they've already changed
1: the name, it looks like. Oh, wow. But I saw the EE in the background still, so they haven't changed the logo just yet.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> little things I noticed. And I'm interested to see Bobby's character.
1: Yeah, is he going to stay going that course, or is he going to go back to old the Bobby?
2: Old Bobby, and I think he's going to have to deal with a lot of his brother being gone, he doesn't have his opposite anymore. Yeah. So what is he going to do? Which
1: made it easier for him to be the good guy all the time. Yes. You know, good parent, bad parent.
2: Yeah. And he's there. He, no matter how good he is, he's never letting go of the Ewing.
1: Yes. And, and as bad as it was to deal with the Barnes family all these years and recently with Ryland, how on earth are you going to deal with the drug cartel? Well, that's a whole other ball game. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting to see. I can't wait, can't wait, can't wait. Um, do you have any predictions for next season?
2: I don't know. There was so much that went on. I think, you know what? I think Pamela's going to get pregnant again. Yeah. Because she wants the babies. And I think that will give that storyline to go on even longer. Because yes. she'll find out about Emma. That's going to come out. We all know that's going to come out. But she'll be pregnant. So something's going to have to give. That's what I think.
1: My prediction is the Victoria Principle is coming back next season. <laughs> I'm going to stick to it for the rest of my life. Oh, I hope and pray all day, every day, you guys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You guys, it was a fantastic season. Kelly wasn't here tonight. She's oh, working. We, we you, miss Kelly. you, Kelly. We love you. She'll be back next season, I promise you. So until next time make sure you guys check out the rest of your favorite uh, After Buzz shows we're both doing what other, what other shows are you covering here
2: I'm on hiatus now you're on for hiatus the next three months well, i got do Survivor Bar, i got Bar Rescue that comes back in
1: July Bar Rescue in July I'm on Survivor for the next few weeks so check us out you guys uh, thank you so much for tuning in until next time where can our fans follow you on Twitter
2: you can follow me at Lula Cherry Films
1: and you can follow me at underscore AJ Gibson check out my website AJGibson.tv I love you thank you so much for sticking, sticking by us this Thanks, entire guys. season it was a fun one you guys
2: we have some
0: Wonderful fans. Take care. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire After Buzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the After Buzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterbuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz
1: y'all later. later.